Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Are you ready? I want you to go to Matthew chapter 25 today. We're starting a brand new series entitled Calvary to the Core. And I'm going to tell you our, our core values, who we are, our mission statement is this. We experience the spirit, we embrace the lost, and we live the life. That's who we are. How many of you are glad to be a part of a church that is dedicated to that reality? I'm ready to go deeper in the Lord, and I want you to know who Calvary is. And we're taking our text today from Matthew chapter 25. You by live stream, you honor us by being here. Thank you for being a part of Calvary Online. The Bible says, then the kingdom of heaven, in verse 1, shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took the oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at the midnight cry, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No less there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. When they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were not ready, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the, Lord, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. How many of you know the bridegroom here is a representation of Jesus Christ? See, I don't want to build a church that just man loves. I want to build a church that Jesus loves. I'm going to teach for a few minutes along these lines, do a little teaching and preaching. I'm going to talk to you about the house that Jesus loves. Are you ready? Father, we raise up our hands and ask you to release anointing in this place. Lord, help us learn your word and feast on it in Jesus' name. Now, everybody who loves the Lord, come on, give him a praise. Come on, if he's been good to you, give him a praise in this house. You can be seated. I'm telling you today, I want to be a part of a house that Jesus loves. I want to be a part of a church that Jesus loves. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe Jesus loves everybody, but understand this. I believe he loves churches that have the oil. I believe he loves churches that experience the Spirit. And first and foremost, you've got to know about Calvary. You've got to know that we are dedicated to the Holy Spirit. We are dedicated to the move of God. And so here in, this, here in our Bible, we talk on, we're talking about oil. And oil is an incredible emblem of the Holy Spirit all throughout the Word of God. It's an emblem. It's a type. It's a shadow. It points us to the Holy Spirit and to His anointing. And quite truthfully, honey, we could all use more oil. How many of you could use a little more oil? 
Yeah, look at your neighbor and say, especially you. Come on, somebody, especially you. That person next to you, they need more oil. And you know what? I need more oil. I desperately, as your pastor and leader, I want more of the power of the Holy Ghost in my life. I want more oil. I want more anointing. I've been preaching now for 35 years, but I can't do it without the Holy Spirit. I can't do it without the Holy Ghost of God. I need the power. I need the oil. I need the presence. I need the Spirit of God. How many of you need more oil in your life? Come on, make a little noise if you need more oil. Here in Matthew 25, Jesus teaches a parable on the five wise and the five foolish virgins. And the issue in the, that house is the issue in so many church houses in the world today. There was an oil crisis. There was a lack of oil. And any time there is a lack of oil in the church, any time there is a lack of Holy Ghost power, Holy Ghost anointing in the church, there is a crisis. And a lot of churches today, a lot of houses, of God, they are in crisis. Now, back in the 70s, there was something called the oil embargo, and it was called the oil crisis, and it created a gas crisis in America, and, and people were waiting in line. That was all the way back in the 70s. I don't really know about it. Pastor Troy told me about it. Come on, somebody. But it was back in the 70s, and I remember when I was a little boy, there were long lines of people trying to buy gas. And the main reason was, was because there was an oil embargo. The, 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 the Arab countries had, had put out an oil embargo against America and the Netherlands because we supported Israel. Now, that's a whole other message there. But there was an oil crisis in those days in America. And I submit to you that spiritually we might be in countering an oil crisis right now because there are so few houses of God that are allowing the oil of the Holy Spirit to manifest. So I want you to understand, I'm not trying to be critical of anybody else. What I am wanting to tell you is this. If you come to Calvary Christian Center, you're going to understand that the very first thing we desire is to experience the Spirit. At the core of Calvary, you will find out that our greatest desire is that we experience the Spirit because there is oil in the house. I, I don't know about you, but I'm uninterested in just gathering with people in a building and just having some symbolic service. Baby, I want to come where there is oil. I want to come where there is the power of God. I've got to be around the moving of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible said that five foolish virgins took their lamps, but they had no oil. But the five wise virgins took their oil with them. You see, these foolish virgins, they had a lamp, they just didn't have oil. They had the apparatus, but they did not have the oil. And it doesn't matter if you have the lamp. What good is a lamp unless you have the oil? Oh, come on, somebody. I said, what good is a lamp unless you have the oil? And I'm afraid that there's too many oilless lamps in the kingdom today. We've got, we've got this title. You know, we're the bishop, we're the evangelist, we're the pastor, we're the prophet, we're the apostle. We've got all these titles. We've got skills. We've got talent. We've got young men that have the sizzle, but do they have the substance? 
Come on, somebody. We've got the facilities and we've got the lights and we've got the sound and we've got the social media. But let me tell you something. You can back a truck up in here and load all this up and take it away. But as long as I got the oil, I got what I need to get the job done. The answer is not in, it's not in the TV, baby. It's not in the cameras. It's not in the lights. It is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It is a manifestation of the power of God. Is there anybody? here today that still desires the oil ah. now don't miss this the Bible said the foolish virgins they arrived without the oil but the wise virgins they carried their oil with them Sister, it is critical that you don't miss this. Brother, it is critical that you don't miss this. Those virgins who were considered wise by the Lord carried their oil with them. I've come to tell you, don't just come to church and get oil. When you leave the building, don't leave the oil. Carry the oil with you. I want to be an oil carrier. Come on, somebody. I want to carry the oil with me. Today, more than ever, we need to carry the oil with us. Hear me now. The, the oil is not just for Sunday morning. The oil is not just for this service. The power of God, we think we just come to church and, and we have our oil at church, but let me tell you something precious. When you walk out of this building, you need to carry God's power with you. Carry the anointing with you. Carry fresh oil with you. When you walk out of here, carry it with you. Carry that oil with you. Let all hell know that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper because I'm carrying the oil with me. The Holy Ghost doesn't just meet with me, baby. He's inside of me. I'm carrying the anointing with me. I'm carrying the power with me. I'm carrying healing with me. I'm carrying breakthrough with me. I'm carrying joy with me. I'm carrying miracles with me. I serve the devil notice. I carry it with me, baby. I don't just have it at church. You see me at Chick-fil-A. I'm oily. I got it right there. Are there any carriers in the room? Come on, shout if you want to carry the oil with you. Wise people don't just come to church and leave the power in the room. They'll just show up and think it's just about right here. Baby, let me tell you, your oil is the most dangerous when you're out of this building. Ah. I'm a carrier. I'm a carrier. I'm a carrier. I'm a carrier. Tell your neighbor, I'm a carrier. Now, I've been... I've been on the road nonstop. I figured a, couple, a day or so ago when I was flying in, I had been in seven states in seven days preaching. Come on, y'all. Don't, don't sleep on me. I'm going to stay busy. I'm going to do something for Jesus. But last week I was, in, I was in Alabama at Church of His Presence. Pastor John Kilpatrick, who led the Brownsville Revival and also led the revival in Alabama literally shaking the lives of millions of people. If you remember, it was a life-transforming season, and God has used this man greatly, and he is still, my word, I preached his conference. It was packed from the front to the back, and the glory was in the house, and I preached Friday morning and Friday night, and I just happened to preach on the oil. I just happened to preach on the anointing. 
Now, now, Pastor Kilpatrick, he's a grandfather now, and his wife is a sweet grandmother. And she got so overcome while I was preaching that she just fell right out in the Holy Spirit. And, and somebody came up to her after the service. We were sitting there in their little green room, and she was sitting across from me, and somebody came up to her and said, Boy, I'm telling you, Mother Kilpatrick, you got a fresh anointing today. That sweet mama looked at them and said, Oh, honey, I didn't get that fresh anointing today. I operate in that. I operate in I operate in that oil. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, I operate in that. Yeah, yeah. I want every devil to know I operate in that. I want rebellion to know I operate in that. I want sickness to know I operate in that. I don't have to just come to church and get it. Baby, when I walk out of the room, I operate in that. Is there anybody operating in the oil? <laughs> I want to operate in the oil. I want to raise up people who operate in the oil who operate in the anointing. See, your family needs you to operate in the oil. Father, your children need you. Mother, your children need to see you operating in the oil. Your, your friends, your coworkers, if you don't believe after the last 24 hours between El Paso and Dayton, I was just preaching in Dayton, I was at the border a while back in El Paso, if you don't believe America needs the oil, you have lost your mind. And I've come to tell you that what America needs is not a Democratic, Republican, or independent issue. I'm telling you, We've got so many people that are so concerned about the agenda of the elephant and the agenda of the donkey, but I'm concerned about the agenda of the dove. Come on, I'm, the dove is the Holy Ghost. And what America needs is a real fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we need some church folk that will get empowered with fresh oil. How many of you are ready for fresh oil? Now, now, remember the five wise were prepared and ready and five were not. So the five foolish said to the five wise, they said this, they said, give us some of your oil. Come on, let us have some of your oil. And it seems almost cold. When you look at the response of the five wise, they said, no way, Jose. They said, uh-uh. They said, you crazy. No, they didn't say that. That they refused. And, they, and, and, and I understand why they refused. Because they needed their oil. And I want to tell you today that you have to have your own oil. You have to have your own relationship with the Holy Ghost. You need your own anointing. You need your own oil. I love everybody in this room. I've been preaching to you for decades. And I'm telling you, as much as I love you, I can't give you my oil. I, I need my oil. I got to have my oil. I can't give my children my oil. I can't give my wife my oil. I've got to have my oil. As much as I love you as your shepherd and your spiritual father, I've pastored some of you since you were children. I've been here 22 years. As much as I love you, I can't give you my oil. You have to get your own oil. Listen, because your own oil is what connects you to the bridegroom. You have to get your oil to connect you to the bridegroom, and the bridegroom is Jesus. Just See, I need every drop of my oil. I've got to have my oil. You say, you need every drop of your oil. I need it all. You know why? Because I'm emotional. 
Oh, y'all pray for me. I'm up one minute, I'm down the next. I'll start the morning off with victory in Jesus and I'll end it up with I'm climbing up on the rough side of the mountain. Come on, somebody. I need my oil. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm emotional, y'all. I'm embattled. I've got issues. I've got problems. I struggle. I'm flawed. I know you're perfect, but listen, pray for your weaker brother. I got issues. I got stuff I'm dealing with. I got attitudes. I got to keep under control. If I don't watch myself, I'll lose my way. I need my oil. Maybe you don't need your oil, but I need my oil. My oil shifts my life. It changes my situation. Maybe pray for me, y'all. I know I'm leading you, but I'm flawed because without that oil, I'll be up here and the next minute I'll be down there. And then you might not like me when you meet me because I might not be who I ought to be, but my oil keeps me in check. My oil, oh, come on somebody. My oil keeps me from going in sometimes when, oh, people don't want to meet you without the oil. Come on somebody. Can I get a witness? Is there anybody here that needs your oil? I need, I need every drop of my oil. But here's the reason why. Watch this now. The bridegroom is attracted to the oil. The bridegroom, Jesus, is attracted to the oil. And oil has many uses in the Bible. Just study it. Remember now, oil is an emblem of the Holy Spirit. It's a type or a shadow. It points us toward the Holy Spirit and his anointing. And in Leviticus 14, the Bible says that the priest was anointed and instructed to put oil on his ears. It's powerful to me because we need to know that we need to have oily ears. We need ears that have been anointed by the Holy Spirit because there's so much noise in the world today. There's so much noise. You need to watch CNN and Fox and MSNBC with oily ears. Y'all ain't shouting now. We can't do nothing without oily ears. You see, you need oily ears. You don't need to be Googling everything in the world, trying to find out what you're supposed to do, trying to diagnose yourself, trying to deal with your own issues. Baby, I mean... You need oily ears. You need ears that have the Spirit of God. Seven times in the book of Revelations, we read the words, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Let me tell you, I'm at a place right now, I don't care what men are saying. I don't, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't care what folks are saying. Let me hear what the Spirit of God says about the matter. Make a little noise if you want oily ears. We can experience the Spirit or be led by the Spirit without oily ears. Somebody shout, anoint my ears. Yeah, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. We've got preachers and ministers that are rising up nowadays, and they're so constrained and concerned about everything that's going on, and they haven't gotten an ear for the Spirit of God. Let us have some pastors that will stand up and say, Yea, verily, this is what I heard the Holy Spirit say, and this is the word to this house in this generation. How many of you want oily ears? Come on, make a little noise if you want oily ears. You want to be able to be led by the Spirit. I'm telling you, oily ears will change everything. I thank God for oily ears. Listen, I've never been the greatest communicator. I'm not the greatest tacticianer. I'm not the greatest visionary. There's a lot of preachers that are so much better than me. They're much more eloquent than me. They're much more organized than me. But let me tell you, 
if I have one ace in the hole, it is the fact that through the years I have had oily ears. I've never claimed to be the greatest preacher. I've never claimed to be all that in a bag of chips. I've never, I never added 14 titles to Jim Rayleigh. Come on, because I know in the end it has not been my title that has given me the breakthrough. It has been oily ears. I feel like preaching. I see when you have oily ears, you hear what the spirit says. Isn't it something that when someone has trouble talking, when a child has trouble talking, you would think that they would take that child in hand and they would have his larynx checked and his voice checked and they would have, they would have his vocal cords checked. But the first thing they do, they take that child in and they check his hearing because, see, you can't talk right if you ain't hearing right. Come on, somebody. I'm ready for oily years. See, I, I, listen, I want to be adept. I want to be prepared. I want to be studied. I want to be ready. But at the end of the day, I want oily ears. Anybody, are you going to claim oily ears? Make a little noise if you're ready for oily ears. Come on, I remember when I was 20 years old, my ears got oily, and I, I was backslidden. I wasn't going to preach, but my, I got oily ears, and I got saved. I, my oily ears, I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost because I had oily ears. I remember oily ears. I heard the Spirit call me to preach. Oily ears, and I went to Southeastern College. Come on, Southeastern University, and I, and I met my woman because I had oily ears. Come on, there were all kind of women in that place. But the Holy Ghost said, not her, not her, not her, not her. I got you, baby, because I got oily ears. Come on, somebody. All the ears led me to the right woman. 22 years ago, I was on the road traveling, and everything was great. But all the ears, I heard the Holy Ghost say, come to Calvary Christian Center. Start a campus. Start to do, do a work here. Start campuses in Orlando. Start campuses in New Smyrna. I'm trying to tell you when you got oily ears. I've got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Somebody give God praise for oily ears. Oh, you sit out there and be cute if you want to, but many of you were led by the Spirit even when you didn't know you were led by the Spirit. You wouldn't even be here today had it not been for the work of the Holy Ghost in your life. You would still be out there in that mess, but the Holy Spirit gave you holy ears, and today you are sanctified, and today you are called, and today you are commissioned. Somebody give God praise for holy ears. See, we've got, we've got too many in the church with dry ears, too many leaders with dry ears, and dry ears are a sign of infection. Come on, medical people, that when your ears are dry, it's often a sign of infection that something's going on, that there needs to be, there needs to be some kind of moisture in your ears. And I want to tell you, a church without the oil is a sick place. A church without the Holy Spirit. Nobody's going to get saved. Nobody's going to get delivered. Nobody's going to get set free. And I'm going to tell you, all dry ears are a sign of infection. And we will never be effective as long as we are infected. God put oil in our ears. Now watch this. Oil was poured on wounds in the Bible. You study your Bible, you'll find out that when someone was wounded, they would pour in the oil. 
And oil is a tremendous emblem of the Holy Ghost, as I said. And so often, churches have become places where people who are struggling, rather than being healed, rather than being restored, they are rejected and judged because of their wounds. They are constantly reminded of their past. They are constantly reminded of the laundry list of where they don't measure up. And let me tell you, that is not the church that God wants to raise up in the last days. God wants to raise up a church where people that are jacked up and messed up and addicted and abused and hanging on by the very hair of their chinny chin chin. They can walk in and not be judged and not be ridiculed and not be talked about. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I don't want to go to church where everybody is religious and where we talk down to those that are struggling with issues. May Calvary be a place where there is fresh oil in the room. We can't heal nobody without the oil. We can't restore anybody without the oil. So often people come to churches that don't have the oil and they sit there and they hide their wounds. They're afraid to let anybody see that, yeah, I do love the Lord, but I'm struggling. Come on, we sit in churches and, and we're ashamed of our wounds. Come on, somebody, we're ashamed of our wounds. That would be like going to the emergency room and then the doctor calls you in and you are, you are bleeding and dying, but you hide your wound because you're ashamed of it and you don't want anybody to see it. Let me tell you something. I don't care how jacked up your past is. I don't care how deep your struggle is. I don't care how addicted you've been. I don't care how lost in sexual sin you've been. There is oil in this room. There's not one issue that the Holy Ghost can't handle. There's not one. There's not one thing that the Holy Ghost can't deal with. Somebody give God praise if you're ready to be in a place where the oil is in the house and we can heal a broken world. See, hear me, hear me, hear me. We must experience the Spirit because we can't heal anybody without the oil. You need your own oil because you need to be an agent of healing in a broken world. This is a hospital, y'all. This is not a country club. This is a hospital. This is not a museum. This is not where people just who like each other and like the same thing. And this is not where we gather to hang out. No, this is a come as you are church. This is a church where we welcome you no matter what your struggle is. We don't care what you look like. We don't care what you've been dealing with. We had 166 on our buses today, homeless, jacked up, addicted, alcoholics, women who sold their bodies. We had them all sitting in the service today. So we're not going to be uppity and high and mighty and act like we are better than anybody. But we're going to let that 166 people know that we've been doing this ministry for 22 years. There's not a mountain he can't move. There's not an addiction he can't break. There's not a past he can't redeem. There's not a soul he can't save. Somebody make a little noise if you believe it in the room. We got to have the oil. Tell your neighbor, you need the oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to have the oil because church without the oil is a hateful place. Church without the oil is an empty place. Church without the oil is a barren place. A sinful life leaves many wounds and religion alone can't heal it. And I want to tell you something. Here's, here, here's, worth it. here's worth the whole price of admission and you got in for free. Don't underestimate the power of your oil. Tell your neighbor, don't underestimate the power of your oil. 
You don't need Jim Rayleigh's oil. You don't need Benny Hinn's oil. Come on. You don't need Bishop Jakes's oil. Tell your neighbor, I got some oil. Yeah, I want the devil to know I got some oil. I want the rebellion that's trying to take over my children. I want them to know I got some oil. I want my son to know I got some oil. I want addiction to know I got some oil. I want cancer to know I got some oil. I want anger to know I got some oil. Come on, somebody. Have you got some oil? Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. Say, you just sit there if you want to. But if I was you... I might give God praise because there's some power in your oil. There's some power in what God put on you. Listen, he didn't deliver you. He didn't save you. He didn't take you through what he took you through for you to sit around and be defeated, for you to sit around and be discouraged, for you to sit around and barely surprised. It is time for you to rise up and say, I got my oil and I'm dangerous with it. Somebody give God a praise if you're dangerous with your oil. <laughs> Don't underestimate the power of your oil. Don't underestimate the power of your anointing. Don't underestimate that demons tremble and devils have to back up and bondages have to be broken and sickness has to get healed when you walk in with your oil from the Holy Ghost. <laughs> now, now, trying to behave myself remember our story in Matthew 25 these women in our text needed the oil because the oil brought the fire yeah. and the fire represented the light and understand me without the oil and the anointing of the Holy Spirit there is no fire and there is no light See, the oil brings the fire, and the fire brings the light, and the light shows the difference, here we go, between holy and unholy. Oh, it's, it's, it may get quiet in here now. Yeah, yeah. Why are our children so confused? Why are our teenagers so confused? We've come to a place now where it's almost impossible to discuss the difference between holy and unholy in church in America today. We don't talk about what's wrong and what's right. We don't talk about homosexuality anymore. We don't talk about abortion anymore. We don't talk about racism anymore. We don't talk about shacking up anymore. See, it's quiet in here. I knew you, would, you wouldn't shout very much. But here's the truth. It's because there's no oil in the house that keeps the light on. It's, oh Jesus. It, it, yeah, there's great music, but where's the oil? Yeah, there's great stages, but where's the oil? Yeah, there's pomp and circumstance, but where is the oil? Why are our children confused about what's wrong and what's right? God give us some preachers that want the oil we don't have to make it hate speech baby we don't have to stand up and be ugly but it is time that there be a standard again in america it is time for the pulpits to get a backbone and the men and women of god to stand up and differentiate between holy and unholy i'm not saying if you're struggling you gotta leave but i'm telling you this whatever you're struggling with the holy ghost can break that power in your life What good is it if we have great music but no oil? Great stages but no oil. People are confused because our holy places are dark because of a lack of oil. Some of y'all grew up like I did 
when there was people who would call you in check. Come on, somebody. You grew up, where, where, where are they at, honey? We gotta get oil back in the house. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't, listen, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But I'm telling you, I love you too much to let you go to hell. I love you too much to not call sin, sin. Either we believe what we be say we believe or we need to shut up. Either we, but God give us some young preachers that will rise up and stop being so concerned about how many people are following them on Instagram and get worried about how many people are following them to heaven. Come on. See, the oil creates the light. And a dark house is a clean house because no one can see the mess. When the oil gets in our lives and in our church, we have clear vision. Are you here today and your life is blurry and uncertain? It's time for fresh oil. And that's why Calvary is committed at the core. We want to experience the Spirit. Because when we do, we have clarity. And without the oil, the light goes out. And without the light, we cannot find our way. And make no mistake about it, unless we experience the Spirit and embrace the oil, our light will go out in this community. We will not be agents of change. I love you, Calvary, but look at me in the eyes. I don't want you just to gather here. I don't want you just to hang out and leave come week and leave week. I don't I don't want you to come in bondage and leave in bondage. I don't want you to come depressed and leave depressed. But I want there to be a yoke-breaking, burden-lifting presence of the Holy Ghost that sets the captive free. At the core of who we are, at the core, Calvary exists to prepare, to protect, to pursue the oil. We're after a move of God. We're after a move of God. Come on, I may dress a little different than your other pastor. Come on, somebody. Y'all yeah. saw me, I prayed at BCU for, for President Grimes. Judge Grimes invited me over, I had on my robe. Come on, y'all. I was looking bad, man. I had my preacher robe on. And I had my, I had my cross on my robe. And I, come on, y'all, I had that Holy Ghost swag. Come on, y'all. I walked in there, they didn't know what to say. But let me tell you this, I, I was glad to get in the robe and I was glad to pray, but at the end of the day, it's not the robe that gives you power. It, it ain't the outfit, it's the infit. Come on. Some of y'all don't come to this church because I wear a suit or I don't wear a suit. You come to this church because you know that there is a revelation in this room that's going to set you free. You come for the oil. You come for the word. Come on. How many of you are up in here because you want to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church? We're after a move of God. See, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how nice the lamp is. If there's no oil, you would choose an old lamp with fresh oil before you would choose a new lamp with no oil. Yeah, come on, somebody. It don't matter how good the music is. It doesn't matter how good the worship is. It doesn't matter how nice the facility is. I'm uninterested in the lamp. I need the oil. Now, let me tell you, make no mistake about it. We're going to have nice facilities because I'm going to do my best for the Lord. We're going to have great music because that's what the Lord deserves. But let me tell you, when it's all said and done, I'm not, I'm not interested in the lamp. I'm interested in the oil. 
It doesn't matter how pretty the lamp is. You won't choose a lamp, an empty lamp. You want a lamp with oil. And our lamp may seem old. Come on, somebody. The way we do things around here sometimes with this sweating, preaching, organ playing behind me. Come on. I'm, I'm, I may be looking cool, but I'm looking a little bit like today, but I'm sounding like yesterday. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. You can be current, but you don't have to be carnal. Can I get uh, Hear me in this room. Some of y'all are saying he looks like an old lamp. I may be an old lamp, but baby, I got fresh oil. I'm about to run all over this place. I may be an old lamp, but I got some fresh oil. How many of you would take an old lamp with fresh oil before you would take a new lamp with no oil? Ah, tell your neighbor I came for the oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care what he's wearing. I don't care what the stage looks like. I came for the oil. Make a little noise if you came for the oil. Hallelujah. I feel something breaking in this room. I feel that head rocking, cancer rebuking, devil chasing, child saving, real deal, oily outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will set the captive free. See, that's why Jeremiah said to Jeremiah 6.16, he said, he said, ask for the old paths. What does that mean? You say, I'm looking around here, this church seems different, seems cool, seems cutting edge. All this is good. All the, we're thankful for everything God has provided. But let me tell you, there's some stuff you don't mess with. You don't mess with the anointing. You don't mess with the book. You still talk about the blood. You still give people a chance to be fire baptized in the Holy Spirit. You still lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. How many of you, you care more about the oil than you do the lamp? Somebody give God praise for fresh oil in this room. Now in closing, maybe. I believe that you need to dance with the one who brought you. I've been married to my first wife for 30 years. She's my wife, my girlfriend, and my woman on the side. She's like the Lord. She's three in one. Can I get a witness? I'm committed to you, Dawn. I love you. I started with you. I'm going to finish with you. We're going to raise our children to know the oil. I don't ever want to hurt you. I want to be true to you. Because you changed my life. But as much as you changed my life, the Holy Spirit changed my life even more. So I'm not going to finish without him. I'm going to finish with him. Because see, I might be an old lamp, but I'm going to have fresh oil. See, I don't care about the lamp. I care about the oil. Now remember, the bridegroom, who does he represent in the text? Jesus. 
The Bible said that afterwards, the foolish virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Don't miss this. He said, I don't know you. I don't even recognize you. I don't even know who you are. You say, preacher, why do you contend so greatly for Calvary to experience the Spirit? I contend for this church because you need to understand we must have the oil because the oil makes us recognizable to Jesus. You can have a shout, but he says, I don't know you if you don't have the oil. You can have the building. You can have the rhetoric without the revival. I don't want that. I want the oil that brings transformation. We shout, we holler, but is there oil? We're cool. We're skinny jeans. We're nice suits, but do we have the oil? Much of the church in America has become oilless and because we're oilless it's a bride that Jesus doesn't even recognize as his own <laughs> he said I'm gonna leave you another comforter the Greek is allos parakletos he said I'm gonna send you somebody just like me he said I'll recognize him I'll recognize his work because it'll be just what I want for you see understand me the bridegroom Jesus will only recognize us when we have the oil he will only recognize us when we have the fire. Hear me, we are building churches that experience the Spirit because the house that Jesus loves and recognizes is an oily and fiery house. Palm Coast, let me tell you, we're coming and we're going to build a church full of power. Every campus is going to have the oil because that's the house that Jesus loves. You're watching, young preacher, hundreds of you watch us. You watch us on live stream. You watch us on YouTube. If you're watching me, don't you dare build a church and hide the Holy Ghost. Don't you dare build a church that doesn't give altar calls. Don't you dare build a church that doesn't allow the Spirit of God to move because I'm telling you that Jesus won't recognize you without the oil. The oil makes us recognizable. A house of fire and a house of oil is the house that Jesus loves. But can we get right down to it? And I'm closing. The Bible said, Know ye not. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all need a fresh oil touch today. Some of you, your circumstances, your season, your situation, the last months that you've been in or years that you've been in has tried to draw the oil out of you. But today I want to check your oil. Today I want to see the Spirit of God fall on you again. I want you to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Today I want to check your oil because it's time for fresh fire. It's time for joy. It's time for peace. It's time for redemption. It's time for breakthrough. You've been worried long enough. You've been defeated long enough. What do I need? You need fresh oil. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. May Calvary continue to be a place, a house that Jesus loves because we experience the Spirit, fresh oil and fresh fire. 
Troy, we came here 22 years ago, didn't we? 22 years ago this month. 22 years ago. My priority then is my priority now. We're going to be a church that will experience the Spirit. <laughs> because, listen, our statement is this. We experience the Spirit. We embrace the lost. And we live the life. But understand me. We can't do the last two without the first one. We'll never be able to be changed for lost. We'll never be able to live the life without the oil. Anybody want fresh oil in this room? Anybody want your own oil? Come on, stand up if you want your own oil. Lift your voice if you want your own oil. Nobody leave for a moment. I'm almost done. But if you want fresh oil, if you want him, raise your hands and begin to cry out. Say, God, give me fresh oil. Oh, God, this journey has wearied me. I need fresh oil. I need fresh oil. The devil thought he would take me out, but give me that fresh oil because the oil makes me dangerous. Hallelujah. Give me fresh oil. Give me fresh oil. Give me fresh oil. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at Calvary, you can give online at calvaryofl.com or you can use our app. We hope this message encouraged you to experience the Spirit, embrace the lost, and live the life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon.